Good morning. How are you? That's good. Someone turned winter back on, didn't they? All of a sudden got cold and snowy again. Where did that come from? So the other day we all came to church, right? On Wednesday we came to church because it was Ash Wednesday. Yes. What happened on Ash Wednesday? What did we do on Ash Wednesday? You, you answered my second question too, so I don't have to ask it. We, we all received our ashes, right? And that begins the season of Lent. Now, the other question that I was going to ask, why do we receive ashes? Do you remember what the person said when they put the ashes on your forehead? Did you hear what they said? Do you remember what they said? You got to give up something. Well, you do have to give up something. We're going to get to that in a second. But the person, when they put the ashes on your heads, they said one of two things. I always say, remember you are dust, and to dust you will return. That's pretty morbid, isn't it? Mm, pretty. But it's true. So it's just a reminder that, you know, someday we're going to have to go to see God. And we better be ready for that. The other thing is, turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. That one's a little bit nicer, isn't it? Turn away from sin. So get away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. So what makes Lent unique as a season in the church? What, you, what makes it different? What kinds of things are we doing different? So you already said we give stuff up, right? I'm just going to go take my seat and let you take over. You've got some <laughs> skills, man. So anyhow, what makes you a little bit different? Next Sunday, you may not see me. I come in. Oh, no, we can't have Mass without you. We have to have you next week. So what makes Lent unique? What makes it different? So the three pillars of Lent are fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. So what makes that special? What, what, why, do we, why do we fast? Why do we give stuff up? Why do, we, why do we do that? Is there a particular reason we do that? So Jesus leads by example, right? Jesus was in the desert for 40 days without food and water or anything. That's pretty incredible when you think about it, to be, to be in the desert. First off, just to even be in the desert, that's pretty hard. But then to go for 40 days... But the good thing was he had angels helping him, right? That's what the gospel told us today. So he had angels giving him a little bit of strength and helping him get through it, which is important. But fasting, we give stuff up like Jesus did because we're trying to do something. Let me tell you a story. When I was first in the seminary, the, the winter break that we had, all the first year seminarians had to go on what was called an eight-day silent retreat. Eight days without talking. You think you could do that? I know. It's like eight days. That's, that was my reaction. Like eight days, no talking. I'm not allowed to talk. What are you kidding? But also that was back before there was cell phones. So we had no computers, no internet, none of that stuff. And we were told we could only bring two books, our prayer book and the Bible. That was it for eight days. That's all we got to do. And you want to know something? I was pretty intimidated before I got there. Because me, I like to talk. If you haven't noticed, I like to talk. I'm, I'm a talker. And the, the, the worst thing that happened during that eight-day retreat, you want to know what the worst thing that happened? During the, the priest that was running it was known for making cheesecake. And he made the most exquisite cheesecake. And we all had that cheesecake and couldn't say a word about how good it was. That was truly penance. I love talking to you. Like you we're, we're in solidarity with each other. We're, we're like, like buddies. But now here's the thing. 
The first day, the first day I have to admit, was very, very hard for me because I do like to talk. It was very, very difficult. The second day was a little less difficult. By the eighth day, I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of nice. Because what it forced me to do that I wasn't very good at, it forced me to rely completely on God. See, sometimes we're so used to, to talking and doing and playing and picking things up and that we forget that sometimes we need to surrender ourselves to God. Isn't that what Jesus just did? He completely depended on God the Father to take care of him, to help him and to sustain him. And so I always say fasting has a purpose. Giving things up has a purpose. It helps us to be free so that we can spend more time with God. Because the other two things, the, the, the prayer, well, if I have a little more time, by the eighth day, I was praying a lot. I was able to say a lot of prayers that, that last day because all of a sudden my mind was free of all the worries, you know, and for me it was kind of hard because I was always one that always took care of myself and I always fed myself and I, and I had my own place and did all that stuff. And now I kind of had to depend that that would be done. And so we have more time to pray when we give things up. And so giving up, like if you want to give up egg sandwiches, that's okay. You can do that or you can give up movies or you can do things like that. But we always have to make sure that we're giving to God from all of that, because that's the almsgiving part. The almsgiving part is whatever we receive, if we have extra or we have too much, let it go and surrender it all to God so that we can be free of all the distractions and all the worries and all the cares. And we can then allow God to help us. You know, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is the story of Noah. Today was the tail end of that story. What, what, what happened with Noah? What, what was it that happened with Noah? Do you know the story of Noah? What happened with Noah? A big boat, like a big ark. And he took all the animals and he believed God. When God came to him, and you know what's great about the book of Genesis? God speaks directly to people. I wish God would do that once in a while for me because I, I really would, could use some, I'm a little thick sometimes, I don't always get it. And if God would just come and say, you know what, a flood's coming, build me a big boat. Would you go in your back backyard and build a big boat because God said to build a big boat? Yeah, that's trust, right? That's faith. That's surrendering it to God. And it's a good thing he believed because he and his family were saved. And as St. Peter tells us, that becomes like what our baptism does. It's the same thing. We, we're, we're liberated. We're freed to serve and love God. And so that takes a lot of faith. That takes a lot of trust. And giving stuff up takes a lot of trust, too. Letting go of things that we like and, and things that we enjoy sometimes allows us to discover something even better. So maybe you might want to try just for a half a day, not eight days, for just a half a day, don't speak. You think you could do it? No. No. <laughs> no, it'd be very hard, wouldn't it? But you would try your best. But you know what? Sometimes then we can start to spend a little more time in prayer and spend a little more time listening to the voice of God. Because when I surrender everything to him and I let go of all of my problems and my cares and my worries, all of a sudden I can feel the blessings of God growing within me. Lent is a time when we're getting ready for Easter. And so we're preparing our hearts because Easter reminds us that we are dust. But Easter reminds us too that that dust is precious to God and God wants us to bring it to him. And so we're getting ready and we're preparing. So for the rest of Lent, whatever you gave up or whatever practice you want to do, whatever prayers you wanted to add, make sure you try to do that every day. Try to, try to stick with it throughout the entire season of Lent. Stick to it because you know what? 
at the end of Lent, you're going to feel much more blessed and you're going to feel much more holy and, and you're going to be much more prepared to receive Jesus at Easter. And so why don't you go back, find whoever it is you came here with, give them big hugs and kisses for me, tell them how much you love them, because that's important too, isn't it? Because we have to love each other. That's one of the things that we're told in the gospel, that we should love one another. So anyhow, moms and dads, we are in the season of Lent. And one of the things that I've always said about the season of Lent that's so important is that characteristically as human beings, our lives should look very different. So when we do stuff during Lent, maybe nobody will see it as we heard in the gospel on Wednesday. Maybe nobody will see what we're doing, but our lives ought to be very different than those around us. Those who are out you know, having lavish meals on Friday evenings or those who are out doing all of the things that they normally do. While we still live our lives interiorly, we're working on change. We're letting go. We're trying to surrender to God. And so when I was praying about the, the Lenten readings and I was looking at the Lenten readings, it just kept rolling in my head over and over again, over and over again. Lord, I surrender all to you. I let it all go because you know what? I'm sometimes consumed by the things of this world. I'm sometimes preoccupied by the problems of this life. I'm sometimes overwhelmed. And the church says, no, let's take this opportunity during Lent to surrender things, to turn away from things that possess us and control us, things that overwhelm us, things that, that you know, in a sense, keep us from focusing on God. The devil and his temptations. Today, today's version of, of the temptation in the desert is one of my favorites because it's from St. Mark. And St. Mark, it's like a quick sentence. Jesus went out in the desert, he fasted, he came back. <laughs> we don't have all those other things that we get from Matthew and Luke where all the, you know, the different types of temptations and the different things. But the fact of the matter is that in his weakness, Jesus was able to stand strong because he was totally reliant on God. And all the temptations that we face and all the problems that we face and all the things that we face day after day, Jesus is demonstrating for you and for me that with total reliance on God, we can overcome anything. We can become the person that God called us to be. And that's that loving, beautiful person that cares for others, that cares for your family, cares for, for your friends and your neighbors, that cares for others in a special Christian way. And so as brothers and sisters going through Lent, that's going to be what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to surrender our will, surrender our lives more fully to God to allow him to fill it with what we need most. I invite you to try to make the, uh, the holy hours on Mondays from seven to eight. We're going to be praying that God give us a unique kind of peace in our hearts, that peace that only he can give, that, that surrender allows us to accept. And so that's going to be our Lenten pilgrimage. Our Lenten retreat will be on Monday nights please come and just pray with us on those Monday nights, allowing the Lord to fill you with what you need the most, his grace, his love, his mercy. God bless you.